welcome to Bring Your Own and Catch All Book and Joseph Time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. I'm Kayla. And today we have such an amazing special guest. When we started this podcast and we were like, oh, like, should we like have authors on? The first person we all said was like, we have to get Lauren Asher on. And then now it's finally happening. Now she's here. Okay. Hello. Um, hello. So for those of you who don't know, Lauren Asher is a USA Today, Wall Street Journal, Sunday Times, Globe and Mail, and Publishers Weekly. That's so much. Oh, my God. Uh, best-selling <laughs> author of contemporary romances. She enjoys writing about flawed yet relatable characters you can't help falling in love with in fictional worlds you wish were real. Her favorite activities outside of writing include crafting projects, spending time with her family, and scrolling through Zillow. You can find her binging old episodes of Parks and Rec and searching Yelp for new restaurants before choosing her trusted <laughs> favorite. And today, we're going to be talking about her latest release, Love Redesigned, which by the time this episode is out, will have been out in the world for like almost over a week by the time this episode comes week, out. Yeah. So I we're guess. so excited. Um, but first, we're going to talk what we're currently reading, what we're currently drinking. I love getting to do Brandy's job. Um, Lauren, as our guest of <laughs> honor, you can start. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, one, I picked up a brand new book today, but I need to get the name okay. because it's a dragon book. Ooh. Oh, you're with the dragon experts. I think it's by Lillian Lark. It was oh. one that just came out. Mm. Yes, it's a, it has like a breeding um, trope and all these Seems things. Like so that's what I'm reading. Books do, huh? That way? Seems like most dragon books do, huh? <laughs> You know, there's a thing, you know, in terms and conditions, when I was writing it, I was like, you know, I read a lot of monster stuff. And maybe that's hey. <laughs> I just read a book, too, where they talked about Kendra just read it, too. Kendra, you probably missed it. In Butcher and Blackbird, they talk about The Dragon's Bride by Katie Robert. And I was oh, I thinking missed that, about yeah. yeah. Oh, because I she's reading. It. She's reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. She's literally describing the plot of that book. I read that one. Yes. I so Anything good. with dragons, you have me. <laughs> in in your clutches for sure and then what i'm drinking i did get a drink that was not water um but it's not alcohol um (laughs) passion tea lemonade oh yeah i am currently rereading check and mate by ali hazelwood this time i'm doing it on audio i read it a couple months ago as an e-arc and i just really enjoyed it and then i saw that carissa vacker is the narrator for it Mm -hmm. who is vanessa edward yeah, so I am rereading. What are you drinking? A black tea. Wow, so fancy. I know. Love. I know. Yeah. I felt I wanted yeah. something cozy. You know, fall vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am drinking uh simpler wines brand peach flavored from Trader Joe's. It says it's Italian, but who knows if that's if that's true and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's made right here in america um (laughs) and i'm currently reading i started love theoretically by ali hazelwood last night and so far it's really good i I really like it a lot um and then i am doing a book called the davenport on audio i got it through libby it's like ya historical fiction about a black family living in chicago like early 1900s and they're like super rich and all their daughters are like starting to date it's really messy which i love because like there's like i don't know it's like a love web that's happening right now um and it's really good so far the narrator is good so um i think i'm the only one with hard liquor today um (laughs) okay i and okay normally jared my husband makes my drinks for me but he's not here so and i am not a mixologist whatsoever but i wanted to make myself a moscow mule and i think my ratio of vodka to ginger beer and lime juice is way off and like every time i sip i'm like 
oh god like it's just <laughs> She's gonna a be little on bit her much ass by the end of this episode. um yeah and then i am listening to a recommendation that kendra talked about a couple weeks ago um sammy espinoza's last review i'm about 60 percent through really enjoying it it's very cute very good so far the narrator is fantastic i know kendra you read it physically but i'm listening mm-hmm. to it and the narrator is so so good and actually lauren when I sampled it, I was with Kendra actually when I was sampling the audiobook for it, and we were like, "Oh my god!" We were like, "This sounds like Dahlia," and we were like, "Is this really? Dahlia narrator?" But well, we can't. Um, we don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> we don't think. We don't think so because we thought perhaps she went by like a different name because you know narrators do that a lot. They have different they do. names sometimes. sometimes too. I can't prove that she is, but she sounds very similar. Um, we couldn't find anything online that suggested yeah. that she was so. Wow, wow. I could be totally wrong, but I'm like, every time I'm listening, I'm like, Dahlia? Girl? Is that you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's really good. I'm liking it a lot so far. So the first half of this discussion is going to be like spoiler free. And then towards the end, we're going to be talking all things love redesign. So if you haven't read it yet, you can jump out then. But for now, you can sit and chill for a while. So Lauren, for those who don't know, can you give a quick synopsis of Love Redesigned and what people can expect from the start of your new series? My like elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. So it depends if you've read Final Offer from the Dreamland Billionaire series. There was this small town introduced called Lake Wisteria. So that's where Love Redesigned and the lake from Billionaires will kind of take place, at least in the beginning of the books. And it's about two childhood rivals, Julian Lopez and Dalio Munoz. And they had a childhood rivalry, but they're also family friends, frenemies. It's kind of a mix there. And basically, Dahlia moved away a long time ago from Lake Wisteria, but she's back after getting her heart broken by a long-term boyfriend turned fiancé. And then Julian and her team up on renovating a house together because Julian agrees for his mom. And that's kind of where the love story takes off. I mean, spoiler, there's a happy ever after. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I know. So they have to get through all. It's kind of like a second chance romance in a way, but more like Mm -hmm. right person, wrong time. Mm -hmm. They're just really getting their second chance at what could have been had they put their rivalry aside and worked out their differences. Oh and it's I love so it good. good I didn't rehearse that at all. <laughs> that sounded, you, you nailed it. That sounded yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Where I was like, oh dear. Thought, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you, you did. You did great. So we mentioned that this is like the start of a new series for you, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you like plan for a new series, right? So like for example, did you know during Dirty Air that Dreamland was next, or did that idea not come till after the series was wrapped? And then similarly, like how early on did the Lakefront Billionaires kind of start to form in your mind? That's a really good question. I'm a bit like of a chaotic person. You know, when I wrote Dirty Air, I didn't predict that I would write Dreamland Billionaires. It kind of came to me. And then they were just two separate worlds in my head. And then once I was writing like Terms and Conditions, I'm like, wait, this could be a universe. So then that's when I started kind of understanding more of an idea of a universe. And then when I started writing Final Offer... That's when I was like, oh, I like this small town. This is kind of fun. I want to explore more. And then I introduced two people in Final Offer. And I wasn't sure who I was going to write first. Because you have Lorenzo and then you had Julian. And I was like, hmm. Julian didn't have like a lot of lines. I was like, I think I'm going to start with him. Because yeah. the childhood rivals, it like, it just like came up in my head. And I was like, I'm doing that. 
Yeah, I think you kind of shocked everybody when you said that Julian's book was going to be first because I think everybody at first thought it was going to be Lorenzo, right? At least I did. I did did when I first read it. I know everyone. Everyone did, and they're like, "Who's Julian?" And I'm like, "He has (laughs) one line, but he so much better for like the intro." Lorenzo's a bit much, Mm -hmm. Uh, even in like the intro and final Mm -hmm. offer. I'm like, I'm not ready for you, and you're not ready for me. And like I don't know people are sometimes they're like oh the third book or the last book is always the one that hurts and I'm like please don't set this expectation I don't oh. know oh yeah uh, so each of your series introduces readers to such like fully formed worlds right we have f1 and like entertainment company and then now we are in like the real estate and home renovation sphere so can you tell us a little bit about like your research process for all of these worlds where you already like big fans of all of these and like already doing this or is this something you decided well, on for these books um well when it came to f1 i was a fan i was a newer fan and then i, I really started like appreciating it more as i did research and i was writing the books and like watching all the races and i became very invested in the sport and i was like okay this is fun and as i kept writing books in the dirtier the more i like became immersed because it was about maybe two years the writing process maybe a little less for the whole wow. series so I was like with it for a while. Yeah. And then um, it would dream that it was the first time I read like a autobiography. I was trying oh, to like, wow. study. I know. <laughs> I know. My romance heart was like, I was like, I haven't read this since a textbook, but it was an entertaining. Oh my God. It was for, I was studying a very popular theme park and mm-hmm. I wanted to learn more about like the inner workings. And I think that's what fascinated me. I became very interested in like, because I grew up in Florida, a lot of people in college did the, um, a certain program in a place mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A college like program. Yeah. A college yeah. program. And I kind of like had that in my head. I was like, oh, this could be cool. So then I just did more. And then with um, renovations and stuff, I just love like HGTV. And yeah, I obviously had to like, I, met with an interior designer talked more and like had them beta read and everything so I got that part down but Mm -hmm. I just like loved like all of that even though reality tv is different right I okay I have to say when I first read the dirty air series at the height of the pandemic in late 2020 is when my husband started to really get into f1 Mm -hmm. um and so then I started to get back into reading the year uh after that and so that's when I read the dirty air series and so I was like oh my god like I finally can relate to like to Jared about f1 I was like I know like everything about f1 now because he started to really get into it and so like I don't want to say that that like brought us closer because it I mean it they're different I understand but like I was like Jared I'm literally reading an F1 romance right now that's crazy have you heard of Noah Slade Jared like is he yeah. on the <laughs> yeah. Race today? yeah does he win a lot there like a- oh there's a red yeah. car there's yeah. a blue yeah. car yeah. <laughs> I thought F1 was NASCAR until I read the Dirty Air series. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't know it existed. And I feel like I see so many people whenever they start Dirty Air, they're like, oh my God, like what's F1? And then they all it's like a pipeline. Mm-hmm. You finish Dirty Air and then you go to Drive to Survive. Like you have probably I love yeah, the Drive to Survive. I'm honored. have like yeah. so many viewers. Like they should pay you because like so many readers yeah, start you watching that so show. Many people. You have. Honestly, you so I would be happy with a ticket. I went yeah. to just the qualifying in Miami because the tickets were astronomically expensive and I was like this is so amazing like it was one of the best because it was very surreal to like be in person with the cars and have that and it was actually a really good time to just see 
I'm actually saying I went to qualifying. That's a lie. I went to practice round. I did not even go to <laughs> <laughs> the one even the one right before. Yeah, I went to prior. I went to the, the pre even before yeah. it matters basically. <laughs> um, okay, so we mentioned this at the top of the episode, but by the time that this is out, Love Redesign will be out um, for over a week now. How is it preparing for a new release? And like, how has your release week changed since you first released Throttled back in 2020? Oh my goodness, you're taking it back. It's definitely changed a ton. I think also my sleep habits have gotten progressively worse as each release happens. And it's because I don't sleep that well. I think as soon as arcs go out, I start waking up at like odd hours of the night. And it's more like, I don't know. I just can't sleep. It's like excitement, anxiety. I think with arcs, especially it's like the readers, I don't want to let them down. So I just like internalize it a lot. But I think preparing, now I do TikTok. So that's like fun. I like really prepare from a marketing side as well as like interacting with readers. And then I don't pick out my own teasers anymore. I try to get other people to like help me with that because they pick out really good ones. Some things that I don't even mm-hmm. think that people might like. I'm like, I wrote sure. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned your TikTok, your social media, like since I've like followed you and like been a reader of yours. I always tell people it's like one of the best as an author is like not not to like no I am gonna hype you like it's just yeah. so well ran like <laughs> all your teasers on TikTok like even your Instagram like I just get everything that I would want from an author's page and it's oh. excellent so you do a great job Thank you. yeah I have a I have a mastermind helper my graphic designer helps me a lot with especially with Instagram TikTok I run that's that's me, the lone ship out there. But um, she really helps me with like graphic stuff because I used to make my own teasers. Oh, you want to know how things change? I made my own teasers for Throttled and oh I will never live that down. <laughs> Ever. I'll have to like scroll but, and then I'll go. I'll go yeah, I'm gonna, I was just going to say please, I'm going to scroll. Please do. And then you'll see like you'll for sure you'll see abs. Then you also just <laughs> see things that like it's like a beginner's Photoshop. For sure, for me, I was like watching YouTube videos and being like, "This is amazing." Um, <laughs> it really was. That's yeah. great, though. It just shows how, like, how far you've come, though. You know, it's just oh, like, yeah. it's so nice to look back. You know. But speaking of another thing that you you and your team do so well is you have like the best discreet covers out there. Okay, so can you walk us through like the design process for that? How did you go about picking that beautiful purple? For love redesigned and then i know it's like really hard to pick but do you have a favorite of yours personally mm, i do i feel like i'll i feel like with favorites i'll have to i'll hold off on that one but okay. the process was actually very unhinged for love redesigned <laughs> i will say the first version that we did to the last is completely different we talked quite a bit and i so i sent her voice like i sent her notes on it and um, sometimes she'll be like, I don't 100% understand where you're going. It sounds <laughs> it sounds interesting. We'll try it out. And one of, one of the examples, I'm like, okay, so for Love Redesign, I'm like, I have this idea of like paint swatches. Now hear me out. What if we draw on the paint swatches and then it's like, you know, paper. And she was like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. And I sent her like a picture of an idea that I found. And she was like, We'll try it out. And I was like, yes. And it came out great. And that was so like the stunning. Start. Yeah. And then I try to pick something that relates to the book itself. So like on that one, it's the gazebo. Mm-hmm. And um, do I have a favorite? I do. And it actually is Love Redesign. That one is my favorite. Yeah. yeah but if I had to pick from the... Like, uh, it's really yeah, do hard. Do one from each series. Can you okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series? Okay. So from... 
Dirty Air, I feel like my favorite is probably Wrecked that's from the Discreet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's, I really love that one. But then I also really love the Redeem one with the mm-hmm. flowers. I know it's so a flower good. cover. I know. I love the throttle one. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I know. That one too. But the flowers on yours make <laughs> I love the collected sense. one. Yeah. yeah. The flowers yeah. on yours make yeah. sense. They're not random. Like, you're not you're a flower enthusiast. Yeah, oh yeah. My God, I know. The, the, People now send me flower, flower covers TV. all the time. They're like, Kendra, look at this new cover. I'm like, oh my God, now I've like created something. <laughs> but no, that one, that one lives up. So you, you did good. I do, I do love a good like. So um, in our first draft for like Love, love Redesigned, it did have flowers because I had said like, oh, like flowers, like like wisteria, and then we went a different direction, and it was it was well chosen in that direction. But then for uh, Dreamland, I'd probably have to go with um, the fine print, just because like it's like the castle, castle. little yeah. blueprint. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it felt like it was like it was the start of because that was I believe it's just been so long ago, but I think we first our first discrete cover was the fine print, and then we went back and did dirty air. Mm-hmm. So that was like okay. the first one. That oh, I did. Really. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know because I had only started reading you once. My first book of yours was The Fine Print. So by that time, yeah, like all the other discretes were out. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like they've been here from the beginning. So that's so interesting. So you only had like the yeah. male model covers first. And then like, yes. the, wow. I wow. think, yes, I think it was, it's just, it's so crazy because like time with COVID and everything, it just really escaped me and life got crazy. But I feel like it was just the male cover. So there are people that have the male paperback mm-hmm. of, of the fine print. And they're like, when are you dropping the other ones? And I'm like, we never designed them officially. Yeah. <laughs> we could. We want them. But yes, it. I think the fine print was the start of like that whole discreet for me. And then I switched wow. all the covers. They're so good. Like I, they're all just so stunning. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't just, I helped. I, I was a person. <laughs> I helped. You wrote yeah. the stories that yeah. inspired them. So right. you definitely right. did. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think also you asked about the process. So my graphic designer mm-hmm. reads my books. So we are able to like talk out concepts and everything. So it helps. That's awesome. And she does all of those, all the same graphic designer for all your books. For all yes. Your I always yeah. feel so like we talk all the time and she does, she helps me with my social media too. So she's just always thinking up things and I'm just like yeah like <laughs> go girl yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so in the dirty air series we're all over the world in every major city basically and then in dreamland we're mostly in Chicago and Florida but lakefront is set in a small fictional town in Michigan so can you talk about the transition from writing the settings of like the big cities with like a lot of hustle and bustle and then transitioning to small town and I know you like kind of bridge that gap with the final offer yes I think it was that and that was not the plan with the final offer there was about like 20,000 words that were in an office and then I was like I am not feeling this so I'm gonna try small town and I've read small town before and I enjoyed it I did not grow up in a small town Um, I grew up in Miami which is the opposite so it was (laughs) no I think my small town knowledge comes from like tv and that's about it and then visiting now more like getting more travel experience that helps but I think it's just kind of this whole made-up place in my head that's there was someone from Michigan that was like did you do it after this town that I'm from because the bar is like the same and the description I was like no but that's that's really cool I know I was like I I must have done a really good job if that (laughs) was like (laughs) is this my town 
I will say it was just it's different going from like the city and like an office romance I like to change things up I get bored so um especially with like the last book in every series I'm like okay like redeemed I was like haha you're like I was like that was my first thing of small town and then you know final offer and now this I'm curious why like Michigan is it just because it's the proximity to Chicago originally it was because it's close and then I saw like photos and I do have um one of my good friends that she does beta read she um grew up part of her time in Michigan and she was like telling me all about it and I was like this would be cool um originally it was part of the proximity and then it just kind of became its own made-up town it is really pretty like Michigan like on the water I've never been but I I have seen like lots of photos and stuff because I mean that's where that's where beach takes place on the water so wow that honestly Um, like the beaches of Lake Michigan are so stunning. I grew up in Wisconsin, yeah. so we spent a lot of time in oh, yeah, the, yeah. and there it's 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 so beautiful. Like I think people it's forget different. that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, that I think like growing up on coastal, like I grew up on a coastal beach, so you don't get that type of beach. And um yeah. someone that I worked with they had before had said that they grew up in Michigan as well. It was like a bunch of people that were saying this, and I'm like, Oh, so you're like, all right, I, fine, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, because she was like, Yeah, we don't have salt in our water, and I was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. that's a good <laughs> like yeah. advertisement for me <laughs> have you been to michigan at all no i now want to go, go. Yeah, yeah now you, now you some, have to go like some bookstore is gonna invite you they'll be like please come like that small mm-hmm. town that who said that uh, it was based off of they'll invite I'll you go. to the town yeah we should just all go to michigan let's just plan it we should yeah let's plan it. i i, I yeah. see you all have so much fun and sometimes yeah. you know authors we're doing stuff behind the scenes at these events we don't get the same fun yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. You I listened come. to your book finance episode, and I was like, oh, "That sounds like such a good time." <laughs> you're like, "That's not what happened for me." Yeah. <laughs> sounds very. Like you're all going to restaurants, and like, yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know for an author, it must have been like a completely different experience, like running around and like having to set up and like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yes, yes, it, yeah, definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of lava. I had a lot of food. Yeah, you survived. It was fun. Oh, that was your first sighting too. That was good. I'm glad we all got it. Yeah. No, it was amazing. I joke around that it was a lot, but just more because like, you know, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a big one to start with for sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? Go all in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, embrace the anxiety of it all. And it was so worth it though. Like I would do it again, just maybe not next year. Okay, so all of your characters are so multifaceted and come from all walks of life. I think that's why I just love your book so much. You prove that everyone deserves a love story. How do you go about deciding your characters' backgrounds and the little things that make them them? For example, Iris is a black plant mom who has dyslexia, and Dahlia is a Mexican designer who also deals with anxiety and depression. So like, how do they start to form in your brain? I love this question because I feel like when I start, I have maybe occupation, like maybe one thing that they really like, and the trope that's kind of happening in the book. And then as I'm writing the chapters, because I don't have a very strict outline, but as I'm writing, kind of little things pop up of like, oh, like, she loves plants, right? Like, it would be so fun if she has to move in all these plants with her into this house that's very cold. And, you know, I start thinking of for like Iris, for example, and then for Dolly, I was like, well, yeah, she's like, for sure one of those high performer anxiety people and I'm like it makes sense like you're so good at school of course you're gonna be like 
um, anxious and you're, that's one of the reasons that you're really good at school. Like the, I find that relatable. Cause I was one of those people, yeah. um, that I was like, you gotta, you gotta study really hard and everything. So I feel like as I'm writing more and more scenes and as I'm also becoming more comfortable as a writer, I'm like adding more into the characters. I feel like they're, they're people, like you have a lot of different likes. It's not just like, hi, I'm Lauren and I like to knit and that's, that's it, you know, and here's my marriage of convenience. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. Um, <laughs> so I feel like it's just bits and pieces. And then the men, the men, it's challenging because some of them are cold, which makes it a little yeah. bit more fun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Also, like you used to like torture us in dirty air. Like you would give us these like <laughs> brutal prologues, which like prologues. You, you don't, you don't do anymore, but you used to scare people with the prologues. Like I would see people mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm about to start redeemed. Like I would be like be yeah. worried worry about the prologue girl like <laughs> but even, like, like, yeah. <laughs> with like with wrecked like Jax's character in wrecked I just thought was handled so well because I'd never read a character I think at that time that like had dealt with like um having like a terminal illness and then mm-hmm. I don't know it was just so it was just handled so 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 well even like with the ending with spoiler alert of him like having it because that's like a big question throughout the book I was like of course like I think it could have been so easy like oh nope everything's fine he doesn't have it like he can go live his life but I'm like no like it's like I like that um and then yeah in redeemed you just brutalized all of us (laughs) that was so out of left field yeah well um because the truth is I didn't really like like Santi in the other books (laughs) like I didn't didn't care much for him I know I know but I love him like it's it's a thing I know he wasn't like my type of man I think those Mm -hmm. three pre-redeemed prologue I was just like he's like nice he's a brother I saw him mm-hmm. I, okay this is the thing I saw him more as a brother like if I was fair him, it was like he's this side character brother like I didn't see him as a main character so I was like haha let me hurt you and then I'll yeah. <laughs> like you're just too squeaky clean for me um so that was fair. yes I did torture people with the prologues and I did write a tragic prologue for the fine print I just <gasps> never published it. I like deleted oh it. But yes, I wrote a really sad scene with Rowan and his dad. I was gonna say Aww. it, but I was like, Yeah, it was really <laughs> sad. Um maybe My one day baby. I do still have it somewhere. Oh, yeah, I send it out in like a newsletter, I'll just cry. Oh my eat it God. up, eat it like, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't know if I'll ever I will never say I won't do a prologue again, but it was really funny, like I think with Dreamland, the difference, because I'm like, I'm just going to jump in a bit into the drama and lead mm-hmm. you there. And then Dirty Air was like, I want you to hurt right yeah. away. From the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we did. Yeah. I don't know That's what hard. was going on in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. Everybody was hurting. Yeah. I was just like sad. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit from <laughs> sadness to smuttiness. We ask everybody this question, and I feel like somehow this question always – I end up asking this question. It makes me sound like I'm super – Tell me more, something. Kayla. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what is your process for writing smut scenes? Okay. So, like, do you find yourself like, – like, it's awkward. Are you blushing? Are you giggling while you're doing it? Like, or do you just – you're just, like, focused, lasered in, like, let me just finish this really quick finish them if you will yeah um, oh my god how do you just, yeah <laughs> what and then like <laughs> yeah how do you decide like how they will be inside the bedroom like you know dahlia is yes. kind of like bossy she's a little bit of a bossy girl which is kind of fun 
And then, mm-hmm. okay, I have to ask this. Kinder threw this in, so, like, don't oh, blame yeah, me. Oh, yeah, this is my Kinder's like, whoa, whoa, Don't blame whoa. me. <laughs> but we have to know, will you ever write an anal scene? Like, I'm honestly shook. Kayla just said that with a straight face. Because usually she can't. She I'm proud of you. Yeah, she was like, she is a little red though. She yeah, <laughs> I'm always red. I'm too pale. I'm too pale. Anything shows on my face. I can't hide anything. It's embarrassing. Okay. Oh well, this was a powerful question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for multiple reasons. Um. So I think okay, I am in the zone with it, but I always mm-hmm. listen to kind of like spicier songs. So for oh, and yeah. on repeat, like I listen oh, I to the same that. song. Yes. Like um. My go-to for the last two books is often the weekend remix with Kaigo. That's my Ooh. go-to yeah. spicy yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Honey by Genuine? There was a time, I feel like it might have been more like collided and wrecked. There you okay. get I have different ones, but definitely the last two have been often. I know because I've listened to it possibly a thousand times. It's gonna be like your number one song, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's my number. It's my number one, and depends how many scenes there are. But I feel like it like gets me in the mood for some reason um, <laughs> for writing the scene. And then I try to do it based off of the character. So Dolly is not gonna be someone that just like just takes it as it is. Right. I feel like she's gonna kind of give Julian back like what he gives, yeah. and like I like their banter just in general. So I brought it into the bedroom. But um, and then kind of the same thing with like Alana and Cal. I do love when men beg, so that mm-hmm. is always a good time for me. Um, sure. It's a preferred trope. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, but I will have, like, a straight face. But there was a funny time. So I'm, like, writing this spicy scene in Love Redesign. I'm writing it. And my significant other, they happen to be, like, recording me just, like, to, like, to document me just in the working environment. Kind of, you know, home yeah. videos. And he zooms in and it's like a spicy scene. And I'm just like. <laughs> You're like, come back in five minutes, please. I'm like, I'm like, please delete that. I think he kept it. But it, he's like, oh, it's before. He's like, it's so cute to like show like your process of authoring. And I'm like, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is what perfect. it's like to be a romance author. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was so funny a thing aside, I was explaining like to my family because they read the dedication in Love Redesign. They're like, so what is a praise mm. kink? And I was mm. like, Oh <laughs> Welcome to the world of kink. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, so there's a lot of different types. And then yeah. I did name a few that like I read in like a darker romance. And I'm like, but the, I don't do that. I yeah. like to <laughs> I'm like, there's a range. Um yeah. but anyways, and then the um Let's see the anal question. I'm not sure. I'll never say never. Okay. I did. I did tease it a bit for you. I'm so sorry. You did. did. You did tease it in love yeah. design. Yeah. Yeah. I have fun. Like I have fun teasing that part, especially with Dahlia to Julian. I thought that was hilarious. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're hot. They're so hot. So this is the portion of our conversation where we're going to start talking spoilers. Like Kendra said at the beginning, if you haven't read Love Redesigned yet, pause, go read it, come back. But we are talking Mm -hmm. spoilers from here out. So, Lauren, this is kind of like a multi-question question. question. We're wondering just like about your favorite part about writing Love Redesigned and then also about crafting Julian and Dahlia as characters and their relationship as childhood rivals and all of that. So can you share that with us? Yeah, I had such a good time writing like the whole book pretty much. Good. Uh, Oh, that makes me happy. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like so like there's certain I mean, I love writing all my books, but I feel like with Redeemed, when I, I had like this like giddy, buzzy feeling while writing it and like all the funny scenes and like I'm laughing at my computer, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes me look weird. But I had that same feeling with Love Redesigned. And I was like, this is interesting. Like I'm feeling that same way, even though like the books in between, I still love them just as much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was like falling in love with all the scenes. But part of my favorites were the pranks. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Was so yes, yes. I was like, I just, it was a fun uh, step in their relationship and like coming up with what to do. I love it. What was like your favorite like prank? Like, did you have a favorite one or including yeah. Dahlia's one that went wrong? Like, did you have yes. a favorite one? <laughs> It went very wrong. I feel yeah. like I liked Julian's prank on her because it like she was absolutely terrified. I would the one in the house. Like, yes. Yeah, okay. that was good. In the attic. Mm-hmm. Yes, the one that yeah. he did. That um because I also liked that like Rafa came to help him. Mm-hmm. It was like this yeah. family thing because <laughs> they all like prank each other. I also I just see them as these like menaces in high school yeah. trying to get back at each other, and the town is like, please stop. So, <laughs> yeah. Please, for no. yeah, for the sake of everybody else, please stop. Yeah, I, I, when I was reading it, I uh, messaged Lauren and I was like, Dahlia is me when it comes to her fear of spiders. So mm. I would also be like, out of my mind, terrified. Like that, I oh, just yeah. can't. Just the creepy crawlies of it. I, I don't like that. I don't it. enjoy that at all. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. what could I envision? And I was seeing like, you know, the I was like this huge spider, like those lawn decor. Yeah. Yeah. Really creepy like high quality like people have out for halloween those kinds exactly. of things i mean those are a little bit those are i guess it depends they can be like cute looking spiders or they can be like kind of icky but this like, had to be yeah. icky, icky, and the icky yeah and the ghost i don't know i just had fun yeah because i feel yeah. like there was like all the tie-in with them mm. like with the prank of that like with the ghosts and everything that i was like this is fun so that was yeah. my favorite yeah. one of my favorites Oh, I was going to say, because you said, like, how I how I did them together. Like, how I mm-hmm. basically, like, came up with Julian and Dolly and their frenemies. Was that the other question? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you always know that they were going to be childhood friends to lovers? Like, was that always at the forefront of your mind when you thought about them? It definitely became part, like, when I thought of the childhood rivals. Because I love, like, if he kind of always loved her and he just, one, he messed up and he didn't know how to deal with his feelings. Like, I kind of always had that envisioned. And then um, the second chance came along with it. I love that. So Kendra good. pointed this out because we were discussing after we had finished it that like it was so realistic and mature that Julian like after the situation had like grown up enough to understand exactly like where he went wrong and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was such a beautiful mm-hmm. part of the book and it made like the childhood rivals to lovers feel so realistic. Like he was like, yeah, this is what happened. I'm old and, you know, healed enough to understand that. Yeah, he's so self-aware and he kind of helps Dahlia because one of the things I like that I think might be underrated is like when Dahlia apologizes to him in like Thanksgiving for making him feel like he wasn't good enough and like Mm -hmm. she fed into his fear a bit and she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, mean to do that. And I was like, that's like a good moment for her too. I think they both like grew up and it's interesting because I feel like I'm growing up too. I'm I'm still so young, so I'm writing about these characters and I'm around their age and whatnot. So I'm like learning too um, oh, since oh. I started writing. Yeah. Because yeah. oftentimes I feel like in like second chances, like I'll be like, why haven't they learned yet? Like, why are they still fighting over like the same like thing? Like, why doesn't, why wouldn't they be aware of like 
the issue so like what to have wrong, julian yeah. yeah to have julian like oh no like this is where i fucked up and i'm so sorry like oh i love that scene so much he was and, probably like ruminating on it right yeah, like from like, the of, like he had like yeah. 10 years to think about it like of course he's gonna come to like yeah. the real conclusion also this isn't we this wasn't a planned question but could we consider love redesigned a holiday book because i feel like it's very mm-hmm. holiday esque like we have halloween yeah. we have thanksgiving we have christmas like Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would call it like a Christmas romance, but I, I definitely say like it's good for a holiday season and it's coming out in like November. Like that's yeah, good holiday out at the perfect time. I feel like with this series, I've been planning the books around like when they come out kind of, it just mm. fell into that. It wasn't like, I was like, I need to do this, but it's been convenient because book two will have a different element. Mm. Um, yeah. But I feel like it is kind of cozy. It's just different when I was writing it. When I was talking to my betas, I'm like, is it okay? Like, is it a good different? Because it's different from like the Kane brothers and everything. And it was definitely like cozy. It wasn't as like super angsty or something. Very, very cozy. Do you have a favorite scene in the book? I do. Um, I feel like there's like so many scenes I could probably say are my favorite. So it's like cheating. (laughs) But I feel like uh, when Dahlia goes to Julian's house and then he's like all nervous about her going upstairs uh, to see what's oh, upstairs <laughs> and she's like what's going on with you I know I know um, and he's like panicking inside and then he opens the door he's like screw it and then she sees like all different things stuff. from her collection yeah. that she has to be one of my favorites sweet that is like so i was so thankful that you gave us that immediate payoff too because i was like oh we're not gonna know what's in that room for till the end of the book and it was just like oh it was so sweet and it was like so it felt so perfect oh Oh, yeah just imagine yeah just julian going into a store and like going if she has like an end cap or like a display of like all the things (laughs) and i'm like i need this this (laughs) he's like refreshing the target website like yeah you know if dolly had like multiple editions of her interior design book he was for sure buying them like if it oh, was yeah. a target oh. a noble yep. or whatever oh it been the person the oh signed my. copy oh my god yeah. i just like imagine him reading her bio in all of her books too and just being like yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i feel like part of him died and said he for sure never watched the show like absolutely oh no not. absolutely not with oliver Mm-mm. so it was like his one thing that he could do i feel like he would have yeah. probably like he's not the punching type but if he could like if the end cap had oliver as well oh he game just over. like tore that up. part of the poster he, he would like he would draw like, on it take yeah. A sharpie. yeah yeah he would like take a sharpie to his face or something like that <laughs> yeah. oh my god in a different town though because he wouldn't want anybody in town right to see him doing no that. That so exactly because they sell her stuff in the like general yeah. store there yeah. so he's like no i have to discreetly go like five towns over and no yeah. <laughs> like julian like what are you doing today he's so like oh much. nothing like comes back with all these Aaron's bags <laughs> yeah so oh that has to be gosh. one of my favorites the one that i keep thinking about is his pros and cons list i thought that was just yeah. so cute and when he was like all your cons just made it over to the pro side oh that was so sweet i was like yeah, of course so fucking sweet i love him so much yeah. i keep thinking yeah. about when she did she throw his phone no he threw her phone into the dishes right he was first and then she did it yeah and then she did it very adulting so funny like i thought that was so funny and then he immediately was like oh fuck and then she just did it right back that's so funny that scene was like when um it was in editing someone was like 
like we were talking about like, oh, should we get rid of it or not? Because originally there was like a lot more to the phone, like in the drafts after like, how do you get a new phone and whatnot? And then they were like, well, phone is waterproof now. And I'm like, that is so valid. Um, so we were That's going through rice. all the things and they're like, you could get rid of it if you want. And I'm like, I cannot get rid of the scene. Like yeah. this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I cannot remove it. So I will figure out a way. Um, Maybe they don't have an updated iPhone. We don't know. No, yeah. well, I mean, they, Julian they would, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they fixed uh, it. I love the yeah. parallel from like that scene too to then the scene where they're cooking in the kitchen, just like making out anytime that nobody else is in the kitchen with them. I would just like, oh my god, they're so. I cute. know they make me like giddy. Like I, I just know, same. I'm like, <laughs> I was like listening so to this and I was just like doing my dishes, like giggling like an idiot. Oh my god, it's so yeah, cute. yeah. And then Lily, I feel like Lily, like she's like actively trying to catch them because she just knows yeah. so well. she's like, something's wrong with you two, and it's yeah. me out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, since everybody said theirs, I feel like I have to say one of mine. This one is like, well, I don't want to say it's small because it's not really small, but it like only takes place over like the course of like two pages. But it's when they're on the phone. It's near the end of the book. Um. It's when they're on the phone because she's out of town, like meeting with people about the show and they're on the phone. And he's asking her how everything went and he just kind of like slips in a Te Amo. And it was so sweet. And then she's like asking him to say it again. And he keeps like going back to different sentences that he said prior to that. And he's just like being annoying about it. Mm-hmm. But that I thought, I don't know why, but that one was just really cute and sweet to me. I just thought it was so sweet. So, oh, I love hearing your favorites. Yeah. And thank you for no third act breakup. We really appreciate that. I know. Yeah. I'm a transformed woman with that book. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we all had the pleasure of listening to. The Love Redesigned audiobook as an uh, ALC. And it's, we all agree, like it's easily one of like the best audiobooks that we've listened to this year. It's so, so good. So how do you go about like selecting the narrators? And then what was the process like of producing like a duet style audiobook? Because that's, I, this is the first duet style audiobook you've done, right? Yes. And I, because I like remember like several months, like a long time ago when you were on your Facebook asking people how they prefer audiobooks if it's if it, they prefer like the single narration for each chapter or if they like the duet mm-hmm. um and me personally I don't listen to a lot of duet narrations it's not that's not on purpose it's just most of the audiobooks I listen to aren't done that yeah. way but so I was I admit like I was a little bit nervous but this one was so 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 good I enjoyed it so so much so can you talk a little bit about that Yes. By the way, I was equally nervous because I know that you all listen to so many audiobooks yeah. and I'm like, if it's bad, like, please read the ebook. Um, you know, oh, it was so because I was like, I don't know. Um, well, with the duet, I think one of the reasons it's it's just like a different type of production and, and you know, mm-hmm. process with making a duet. So it's not as common yet. I think it's becoming much more common. And a lot of my readers like were like, oh, I would love to listen to it that way. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. Like I, it was the first time that I was able to kind of like have the rights and produce it myself. And I was like, I want to go all in, like whatever, screw it. Let's try it. And um, I love the narrators, but I remember, I think it might've been a comment that you had made Kayla or that you were like, it depends on the narrator. Like if you have to edit, if you don't like one of the narrators, it's like really hard. Same thing with mm-hmm. dual, um, but you can get, through it like it's a little bit easier so I was like hope you like the narrators um I love Noah like I would have him for future projects like I really liked his voice a lot and Vanessa did an amazing job and Mm -hmm. it's like 
listen, I, okay, I can never reread my books once they like go to like the arc phase. Mm-hmm. But this one I was listening to and I was like, okay, uh, like, you're like, damn, we did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at my own stuff. That's so weird. But oh <laughs> when you hear it from someone else and you see yeah. it like a movie, yeah, yeah. It, like, it's and cool. that's the the performance was so good and then the production quality was so good and like mm-hmm. you said like I, I like 70% of the books that I've read this year have been audiobooks and like Kayla said this one is just so well done like sometimes with duet narration you can tell that they weren't recorded in the same place mm-hmm. you know and this one is just like yeah. it was so seamless the performance was so good I had uh, it was so good did oh, you man. have to go through like the book and like highlight which lines that each per- oh my god oh. yes yes each, each line in multiple colors and then I went through it twice because I wanted to make sure that oh I did it all yeah because you want to make sure that you do all the yeah yeah right lines and you find errors and god knows I do a lot of errors um <laughs> especially if you're like multitasking or listening to music or something so yes you go through each line it's interesting because you have you basically do different colors for different people so like you know, um, you have the main heroine, the main hero, and then you have like main hero, secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. So then they have different voices for each like person. Right. So, and then you can come up with every production is different, but then it's also like kind of giving them an idea of how these characters are and maybe how their voices might sound, et cetera. It's really cool from the backside. Thanks for doing that for us. No, thank you. They did such a good job of like bringing like, the moms to life like uh, yes. oh so my, fun. the moms are just such a good part of this book they're hilarious and like hearing them in my ears I was like yeah yeah like they That's felt yeah. like so real and um Noah's the narrator's voice for Rafa so hot oh, I messaged you that I was so like, good <laughs> he is I was like uh I like your voice almost I like Rafa a little bit more than Julia yeah. <laughs> It's just so deep. And I was like, oh, and he's a dad. I'm like, oh, wow. He's hot. (laughs) A dad. And he's a male who's single. That's so strange. That's crazy. Uh, I know we've been talking like very spoilery here, but we obviously gave a big spoiler warning before we did. Are there any parts of Love Redesign that you hope don't get spoiled uh, for readers before they have a chance to read the book, either on like TikTok or Instagram? I was trying to think, of, I think for sure, and I know it's going to happen, but the bedroom scene that I had said before, like, I yeah. feel like that's a big one mm, yeah. that, you know, I feel like I'd be like, oh, like that would that would be a shame. I feel like that's the only, ugh, that would be one of the main ones that I was like, not sure if I'd want it sure. to be revealed. I don't know if you all, like, from like your Zeebo. perspective. The, oh, oh yeah, yes. Gazebo's always a big one. Yeah. yeah. That's a big one. Never mind. The gazebo's also big. <laughs> and the fact that he bought the house. Yeah. I hope that doesn't get yeah. spoiled either. See, I should have asked you to help me make sure that people didn't spoil that part. <laughs> Bro, in this book, Julian stayed just buying, buying houses. houses like all the time. He's Monopoly He's man. Yeah. yeah. She okay. hints at it. She's like, you're our resident Monopoly man. And oh he gosh. absolutely is. And you, so, um, if you reread the book, you'll kind of see him. So the night that he's taking Dahlia to the construction site, he's on his phone when she is like um, in the car and he's like texting and she thinks that he's going through emails, I believe. And it's actually that he's telling his assistant basically to go 
put the sign out. Like it's very like you you'd have to go back and pay attention. Uh, but that's why she doesn't know because she's like, "There's a sign out here," and yeah, yeah. Like, I had to get it out there. Yeah, um, those are all I good also, points. Yeah, I didn't even know. I also love that he kept yeah. like outbidding Declan. Like the cameo oh. in this book, I think worked really well because it was like simple, but like also like very pleasing. So like that was just so funny. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, good. I know I didn't want it to be too much, yeah. but. Yeah, Declan's really trying to have a summer house there. But... Yeah, be my brother. <laughs> yeah, well, Julian doesn't really. Julian's like, no. You can buy it no. after he builds yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> buy one of my houses. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, so exactly. He's like, and now he's expanding to different towns. He's a menace in a different way now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lastly, and this might be hard. Lauren, mm-hmm. who would We've you say this. is your richest Melman character? Because you've written a lot. Hmm. A lot of rich men. Who's my richest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could cheat and say Brady Kane is the richest. Oh, um, oh don't cheat. Don't cheat. <laughs> Out of the love interest that you've presented male, as who is the yeah, richest? Main characters. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, I mean, we have to like go back because let's right. say the Kane brothers are going to be the richest because okay. they're going to inherit it. They each inherited 25 billion, but. Cal like basically gave his away so he's no longer in the running so then you have Declan and Rowan and I feel like I feel like Declan's gonna be the most I feel like he just he is definitely he invests he does a lot of stuff behind his job he loves his job and Rowan like he likes his job but he kind of he's the younger brother he's he's like I'm rich enough Uh, yeah he's content yeah Yeah. right Declan's like I'm just very he's more interested in like the back end of I think like stocks and you know working in more investments so that's why he just keeps growing it yeah yeah and he has like a lot of kids to feed so like i i get it the man has to work he's gonna work yeah. for a, while. a long time he's he has to fulfill the minivan promise so yeah, uh, yeah. so he's for sure the richest now thank you for clearing that up for us yeah yes, we were it, really wondering thanks. so we oh like, yeah yeah no, I mean dirty air. They're rich, but, but they're not. Yeah. They're not, not touching. They're not. They're not twenty five billion rich. Yeah. No. <laughs> Someone was like, "When are you going to write about like trillionaires or something?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Never." <laughs> yeah. The billionaire so, is like, hard. The next step. Yeah, that's hard to like conceptualize too. Like trillion. Like that's just hard to think of what that even looks like. I can like pay in my off head. national yeah. debt. I yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I feel like you just pay off everything. Yeah. And billionaires is hard enough. I like trying to do a spin on billionaires that I'm like, I want you to like them because billionaires in real life, it's tough. Right. Yeah. Fictional billionaires. Mm-hmm. Love them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They just have so much. It works so much with Julian because he was such a mama's boy, like always taking care of like his family. That was sweet. So I was like, of course he's a billionaire. Like he's going to use all that money for good. Like, uh, yeah. like donating but to the know, town. Rafa, I think, you know, probably equally. Really? If not a oh. little bit more. But yeah. Like, I, Rafa's already my favorite. I can feel it. <laughs> Wait, we didn't, we didn't write this down either, but is there anything you can tease about book two? Because yeah. it is announced at the end of Love Redesign that Rafa's book is coming. It is. Next. It is. It's your it's first there. single dad. It oh, is my dad. first single okay. dad. And yes. the, you know, um, Nico is the son. He's mm-hmm. a little bit older. So it's fun because Cami was like younger and Nico mm-hmm. just has a little bit more awareness of environments mm-hmm. and he's just can also be a little bit more on his own than like a five-year-old four-year-old five-year-old 
what can I say? Hmm. I've only said it's his book. Right. I didn't say like who else who could else? be. It. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he was really sad. Like he's just like, I don't know. Boy. Yeah. I wonder if it would be a really sad book. I'm not sure. I won't say it will be, but I think it'll be fun. Oh, I can say this. There, there's going to be a summer trip. Okay. Oh yeah, because yeah. So they're gonna leave. Fun. They're yeah. gonna leave Lake Wisteria for a minute. I think. I mean, there are there are tickets somewhere in the book. Yes, there are. Yes. Because yes. yeah, Nico has a favorite thing person. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so right. He does have a favorite person, and it's not right. Santi. So. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh, he's I mean, Santi's like retired right now. He's yeah. out. Of, out of the game so definitely or out of the race i could say really um but yeah i feel like that's the only thing i can tease now i'm still writing it so okay it's a work in progress but i'm very excited i think i think with the lakefront at least with um rafa and julian they're a bit more like self-aware yeah that's what i can say like they're a little bit more mature and he's a he's like um a year or two older than julian so he's got even a little bit more age oh, he's hot I'm so excited. yeah you like the grumpy ones i really oh, yeah. do i like him grumpy i like him single dads mm. and yeah. he like lives like, like outside older. of the town too has all these animals i'm like what mm-hmm. is he doing Eels, like yeah. what's he doing oh out God. there <laughs> he has a barn like yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With the animals. i like it yes he's he's definitely like a caretaker oh i love that he can yeah. take care of me oh, so. So i'll be the love interest yeah. if you haven't said it you can just write me <laughs> So that's it. That's that's book two. For now. So excited. Yay. Oh yeah, I guess I could say the title, right? Do you want the title? (gasps) Yes. Yeah. 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 It's called Love Unwritten. (gasps) Ooh. Unwritten. Yeah, a little but, bit of like yeah. a Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. Oh my god. The rest is yeah. unwritten. Yeah. My significant other just plays it. Like he'll just play it. <laughs> so funny. It's like, have you seen that movie Easy A when she gets that card and it's like the Nat- Natasha Bedingfield song? Like, oh, oh I gotta yeah. buy it. I gotta yeah. buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's my life right now. It's oh like, oh, god. you're writing this. Here we go. <laughs> We're gonna end with a little game, if that's okay with you, Lauren. Mm-hmm. So it's Lauren Asher superlatives. So we're going to give you Mm -hmm. like most likely twos and you'll tell us which of your characters. Okay. All series. Any. Yeah. Anybody. So the first one is most likely to become president. Iris. I was going to say Iris. You get my vote. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Most likely to help you bury a body. Like they're the most loyal person ever. Oh. Oh, most likely. Okay. I feel like Santi would be most likely to really? help me bury a body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's very loyal. Yeah. If I Chloe killed that. someone, he'd be like, all right, like, let me help you. Yeah. He like yeah. wouldn't even blink. <laughs> yeah. Chloe. Chloe, come on. Yeah. He also has like a house, a creepy house. Like, I don't know. I feel like he has a little bit of a gothic vibe to him. Like, mm-hmm. He'd be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's that loyalty. Okay. Most likely to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, that's interesting. Who would win a Nobel Peace Prize? You know what? I will go with Elena from Wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would. I feel like she would do something really good that could get that. Okay. Oh, most yeah. likely to have their own Bookstagram account. Ooh. 
That's a good one. Who would run their own bookstore? I account? had an idea for this one. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. oh, you have an idea? Yeah, okay. no, you go first. Yeah, you say. Okay, I think Zara would run yes. her own account. Yes. yes, exactly. And she would be amazing. Yeah, she yeah. would be so, so good. Wallace so photos, have- reels, everything. Yes, yes. Be I feel like she would do your, like, she would basically try to do your book journals. But she's oh, not very no. good at art, so she's really oh, not but doing a good Rowan job at that. Rowan would draw for her. Yes. She would have like little buttons, like themed buttons that would like go with the books or something. Oh, yeah, she'd like have that. like a bookish she'd, shop. Like, pictures with that. I also imagine yes. that she's like a dreamland bookstagrammer. Like it's both. Like she'll take mm. her books to the park and like take pictures oh. and stuff. You know what I mean? She would do cute stuff like with the flowers and everything. Yeah. I feel like she would do amazing at bookstagram. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so true. And have like dresses. Like she would just go all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would. She'd be so oh my good. Gosh. Oh my God. I'm looking at the oh, next superlative, and make... I forgot I wrote this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I did again. I didn't write these, so please don't. I I apparently am the one who has to say them, just so that Kendra can like hide behind me. I guess she can't say but... it. She's giggling too yeah, much. I'll say, say it. Okay, but you want to switch? You want to switch? We can we can switch it. <clears throat> okay, go ahead, Kendra. Lauren, who is most likely to try angle? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could have been super inappropriate, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think Cal and Alana would. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. It probably happened, like, in the book. Yes. It's, like, off tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rude. I'm like Delulu. I feel like all of them will. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it just, you know. But if you said, like, who's for sure, I feel like them. They're kind of, like, a little bit more. Yeah, and I was saying them and um, Liam and Sophie is who I thought of too. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, they 100 percent doing anal for sure. That was on the list. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I was gonna say, how is that not on her list? (laughs) No, because they have an updated list. They have a couples list. Oh yeah. 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 And I feel like Liam would be into some freaky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I'm since I'm taking Kendra's now since she did that okay. one for me. Uh, most What's likely up, to be a me- yeah, thank you, Kendra. Most likely to be a member of the Beehive. For sure, Dahlia. Mm. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I feel like for sure. Beyonce probably owns her collection too. Like their whole house is probably just like <gasps> Dahlia design. Yeah, no, I feel like she like for sure attended the concert, like decked out outfit probably yeah. multiple times. To be honest, Julian's a billionaire and has a jet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say. She saw her in Europe. So, seeing her here. Oh, yeah. she saw her opening night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Similar vein. Who's most likely to see the Eras tour film multiple times in a row? Uh, I think for sure Chloe would be the type. Yeah. It would be. I yeah. think her and Maya. Like, if you wanted, to, they would do doubles. She would like drag Maya along. Aww. Maya would have been like cool with the first one, and then she's like, okay, Chloe, like boys are gonna watch four times is a lot yeah Yeah. (laughs) it would be remiss if we didn't say that the art for that that you did well not you (gasps) but that Kristen did for all of the um tour for all the characters were so good so cute it was yeah we had a lot of fun doing it i was trying to think of like who would listen to which album a lot so i'm glad it like hit well i always try to think of they're like in my head all the time even if i finish writing their story i'm constantly thinking about them it's kind of fun yeah because I, I don't that. write that many books, so they just are always mm-hmm. hanging yeah. around. And, like, yeah. what you say is law. Like, that's that's the fun yeah. part is, like, you made them, so you get to decide what they're doing. Like, exactly. we just get yes. to guess. 
if they want to go to the movie all the time, they can. If they want to fly on jets and go to concerts, they can. Yeah. <laughs> Couple more. Um, okay. Who is most likely to have a viral TikTok account? And like, if they did have a viral TikTok account, like, what would their content be about? I feel oh, like this one I is kind of sure. easy, but yes. yeah. Maya, yeah, Maya's gonna yeah. have viral because, and I think she'll like for sure do the F one, but then she'll also yeah. do. She'd she'd probably do a few thirst traps, okay? Like let's be Yeah. She's yeah. Awesome. She, would, she would she would be like on the beach somewhere, like she'd be in France on the coast of France when they go to like Monaco or something like that. And then she would like be on the beach in her like cute little bikini doing a little thirst trap or something like that. Yes. You know? And she would yeah. film her husband. She'd be like, I'm married. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Her comedy is like hyping up yeah. and she'd be like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. Liking she'd, everyone. She'd say, like, Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, I agree. Yeah. Like, no, she's she's not you. like a jealous type yeah. in that way. She's like, this is funny. Like, everyone thinks you're super hot. Like, she, and then she's she'd probably get really embarrassed. Like, no one would be yeah. like, please stop. Yeah. Please be with me. I can't and like, him with the kids. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, shirtless in the ocean holding a child. Oh, like, my God. Boom. <laughs> Noah Slade, my man, my man, my man. Yep. My view yeah. this Sunday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Last one. Most likely to be yes. the final person in a horror film. Oh. Most likely to be the last person in a horror film? Alana. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like she's got survival skills. It would be hard, though. I feel like that would be a toss-up as well with Declan, because he's just like... He's not going to so put up anyone's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, you're stupid. If you go in there... You're he's like, we're splitting up now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like Alana would kind of like stick with him and then he's just like if you look back while you're running you are going to die yeah <laughs> yeah do you think that's the same answer then for like who would win the hunger games do you think Alana would win the hunger games oh my god are they killing each other Kayla I don't know, <laughs> you, know I think, you know who I think would win the hunger games I think Seth Kane would win the hunger games oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, district yeah. one bitch yeah. <laughs> he's 100% district one he's got all the money yeah, he's got all the yeah. yeah he's like he's like I'll kill anyone I'll do anything yeah I'm, I'm not gonna even win twice yeah oh my god I feel like Declan on the other hand if he was like you know more of a Katniss like Peter situation he'd be like okay like we both can die like he'd be like oh. yeah versus Seth would be like okay Sayonara. Okay. <laughs> okay, flipping it a little bit then, who's going to be the first to die? This sounds so bad, but who's the first? Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll say in I a horror like, film then, not the Hunger Games because they're not killing each other. I, feel, I know, that's really ho- Okay. I really feel it's like maybe... Silly. I feel like Chloe could die. She just Aww. doesn't always make the best decisions when it comes to safety. She's um, like, I don't care. I'm fine. So right. Also falls out of trees. You're she so just, right. Yeah. You know. She would go she outside does. to investigate the sound. She would. She'd be she like, would go. What's that? Yeah. Go it would either check. be her or Sophie. It would be like a toss up yeah. between them two. Like who oh. could. RIP. Who could die first? I know. I love them, but let's be real with that one. <laughs> Poor girls. Yeah. RIP. That's so oh funny. God. That was so fun. I love that. Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank this you for having amazing. me. It felt like yes. talking with friends. No, literally. You know, this I was, was telling yeah, Kendra, so I'm like, fun. I know I listened to it and it's like such a good time. Um, I have to listen to the Monster Romance podcast. That, just <gasps> that one was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can tell. We'll be so curious if you've read any of those because you're a Monster Romance girl. Sure you've read mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I'm have. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I've read, I've read, I've read a lot. 
Okay. I gave some recommendations to Brandon the other day. I was like, "Hey, here's yeah. another one." <laughs> you the romance era. <laughs> yes, because I can't. I can't read that much contemporary. Like, a, um, Kendra, you said mm-hmm. you were reading Love Theoretically. Like, I read that one, but it's just like so rare that I read one. Yeah, especially while you're reading, writing, like, huh? Yeah, so I'm like monsters, fantasy. I definitely love romanticy and um, paranormal yeah. And stuff. Yeah. yeah do you find yourself like writing spicy scenes and you're like oh why does he have two dicks certain suddenly like that's this isn't monster romance and <laughs> yeah that's like you're like you there's like um there's like levels in the monsters and that's definitely in the medium i think with the two medium oh yeah. i know i've been more vocal about like what i read to like for sure my significant other and he he looks at me and he's like huh and i'm like yeah i know it's just it's crazy what they're doing <laughs> like it's <laughs> wild people read this stuff <laughs> like, what? And i was talking about orcs and he was like i'm sorry what did you say i'm like orcs and he was like <laughs> we had that conversation like on that episode about how like men think it's unfathomable yes. and we're like oh my god culture yourself that's culture okay yourself. I mean, Listen, there's some things that they teach there that cannot be taught in school. Truly. Exactly. So true. <laughs> Truly. So true. Love Redesigned comes out November 7th, uh, which out. it is already out. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Go read it if you have not already. Mm-hmm. If you made it this far, hopefully you've already read it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's multiple special editions. Mm-hmm. So oh, either yes. figure out which one you want or just pick them all up. Pick them all up. Pick them all. You know? Yeah. Pick them all up. Well, pick, pick one and, you know. I know it's a lot of additions. Yeah, never. But they're stunning. A lot of bonus. I could have kept writing, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. If you enjoyed our conversation with Lauren, please rate this podcast five stars. It would mean a lot to us. And then hop over to our Instagram at Bring Your Own Pod and tell us your favorite Lauren Asher book. Thank you well, so thank much, you for Lauren. Having me. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Yay. Bye. Bye. We love you. You can come back anytime. Anytime. Yes, anytime. I would love to. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.